your worship is, but it is about me and who I am. Yes. Your worship acknowledges who I am. Yes. Your worship reminds you of who I am and who you are not. Yes. I am God. Yes. There is nothing too hard for me. There is no challenge that I cannot handle. There is no sin that I have not bought and I cannot forgive. There is no illness that I cannot heal. And if I do not heal, that my grace will not be sufficient for you. I am God. My people be reminded that I reign supreme over the heavens and the earth. And there is nothing, absolutely nothing too hard for me, saith the Lord. Hallelujah. I receive that word right now, Jesus. I receive that right now, God. I receive that right now, God. I don't know what's going on in this congregation, but you do, Jesus. You know where people are. You know what they've walked in here with. You know the baggage that they're carrying right now, Jesus. We bring all these to you, and you are aware of what we're going in our lives right now, Jesus. We receive it. We receive it. We receive it, Jesus. Precious Jesus. Precious Jesus. Precious Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. My grace is sufficient. My grace is sufficient. Jesus, 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 Jesus. You may be seated. Jesus, 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 Jesus. It's always good to know I can find God here. Some people don't have that. But we can always find God here. Amen. And he is fully aware. Um, as you've noticed, my, my wife is not here. Um, our little baby is sick, so that's where she is. So we are following protocol. Um, we, you know, he woke me up at 2 in the morning, so it was great. We got to have some bonding time from 2 to 3. So. And I was praying for this service. I was praying for this service. I was praying for somebody. Um, but God is, God is sufficient. He will take care of you. Amen. Amen. So... Thank you. We were out of town last week, and uh, it was nice to hang out with uh, Vince and, and uh, visit in other churches. And um, we didn't communicate this, but, man, Newark is sure unique. Um, we, we do really get, we just get so, I think we just get spoiled sometimes. And um, <laughs> I won't say where we went, but we do get spoiled. And... Um, and we just go places and we just realize, man, this, yeah, yeah, that's right. All right. Glory to God. Um, I do want to look at a um, passage of scripture. Um, and I do want to look at Judges uh, chapter 6, verse 11. Again, we do want to remind people there is orientation uh, after service uh, for the hospitality team. And there might be others as well I'm not aware of. But uh, be aware of your orientations and the emails you received. Um, Judges 6.11, and we are looking at this, this great, mighty man of God, uh, Gideon, 
Um, and here we read in verse 11, the angel of the Lord came and sat down under the oak tree in Ophrah, owned by Josh the Abzerite. And he arrived while Josiah's son Gideon was threshing wheat in a wine press so he could hide it from the Midianites. So obviously we see here um, Gideon hiding. Uh, not a very um, positive view of this hero. Um, he is hiding in the wine press uh, from his enemies. So I'm sure we can all relate there. Verse 12. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him. The Lord is with you, courageous warrior. Obviously, there's a discrepancy there. He's not seeing that he's hiding in the wine press from everybody else. It's amazing how God views us. Boy, there's a sermon in that, right? Boy, how God views you and how you view yourself. They're light years apart. He, he has big plans for you. Verse 13, Gideon said to him, pardon me? But if the Lord is with us, why has such disaster overtaken us? Where are all his miracles, deeds our ancestors told us about? They said, did the Lord not bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and handed us over to Midian. Then the Lord himself turned to him and said, you have the strength. You have the strength. Deliver Israel from the power of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? You have the strength, Gideon. I see it inside of you. Go deliver the Midianites. Gideon said to him, but Lord, how can I deliver Israel? Just look, my clan is the weakest, Manisha, and I am the youngest in my family. Verse 16, and the Lord said to him, ah, but I will be with you. You will strike down the whole Midianite army. And watch what Gideon says. Gideon said to him, but if you are really pleased with me, then give me a sign as proof that is really you speaking with me and not the devil. I, I have no idea where, where Gideon is going with that. But he's just like, I, I, I think it's you. I'm obviously not talking to myself. He might have been hallucinating. I'm not sure what he's thinking in his mind. But he's like, if you're really with me, Give me a sign as proof. And, of course, we'll, we'll scroll down here in verse 22. By the way, I'm reading from the net version, if you all are curious. Uh, verse 22. And when Gideon realized that it was the angel of the Lord, he said, Oh, no, sovereign Lord, I have seen the angel of the Lord face to face. The Lord said to him, You are safe and do not be afraid. You are not going to die. And Gideon built an altar for the Lord there, and he named it, the Lord is on friendly terms with me. To this day, it will stay there in Ophrah of the Avrasites. So here he is. He gets his sign. God gives him the directive. He says, I want you to go deliver the Midianites, courageous warrior. And Gideon's like, that's not me. He's like, but I'm with you. I know that's not you, but I'm with you. I'm walking with you. And what does Gideon do? Well, I need a sign. And need a sign of proof that it's really you, that this is you directing me, and that I haven't lost my mind. And so he asks for a sign. And God gives it to him. Now watch this. We're going to scroll down again to um, verse 33. You can see I've updated my lingo. I didn't say turn your pages. I said scroll down. Um, I'm a digital native now. Um, all the Midianites and the Amalekites and the people from the east assembled and they crossed the Jordan River and they camped in the Jezreel Valley. And the Lord's spirit took control of Gideon. 
He blew a trumpet, summoning the Ezraites to follow him, and he sent messengers throughout Manasseh and summoned them to follow him as well. He also sent messengers throughout Astra, Zubalim, and Naphtali, and they came up to meet him. And Gideon said to God, if you really intend to use me to deliver Israel as you promised, there it is again, then give me a sign as proof. Look, this is what I'm going to do, God. All right? I'm going to put a wool fleece on this threshing floor. And if there's dew only on the fleece and the ground is dry, then I will be sure that it was you who used me to deliver Israel as you promised. All right? So I'm going to lay the fleece right here. I'm going to go to bed. And when I wake up and I'm going to feel the grass just to make sure it's dry, because that was part of my sign, right? That's what I told God I needed to see. I got to make sure the grass is dry. And then if I grab it and if it's wet, then that means you are with me. That seems fair, right? That's a fair request. So he looks at the flea, and the Lord did as he asked. And when he got up in the morning and he went there, he squeezed the fleece, and enough dew dripped from it that it filled an entire bowl. And Gideon said to God, Please do not get angry with me when I ask for just one more sign. Please allow me one more test with this fleece. This time, make the fleece dry. And while all the ground is covered with dew, so I'm going to walk in and make sure it's slick. i got to be careful. And then I'm going to grab the fleece because, you know, we don't know. Somebody could have dropped water on the fleece. And then I would have, you know, walked around thinking that it was God. But really, it wasn't God. It was somebody trying to sabotage me. That's probably what's going through Gideon's mind, right? Someone's trying to sabotage me. I don't believe this is a sign. So I'm going to ask for another sign. Now stick with me. I'm going somewhere. And then he, all everything is wet. Then he grabs the fleece and the fleece that night God does he asked. And only the fleece was dry and the ground around it was covered with dew. It was completely dry. He got his sign. Now what would have happened if Gideon would have walked out and found the fleece was wet and the rest of the grass was wet? What would have happened if that third sign didn't happen? Would he have said, well, there we go. God is not with me. I can go home now. He confirmed it twice. He confirmed it the first time. He confirmed it the second time. But this third time, he didn't confirm it. So there we go. I'm off the hook. I don't have to ask for another sign because God is definitely not with me because he didn't answer my sign. Now stick with me. I'm going somewhere. Now what would happen if the Lord stopped after two signs? Would Gideon continue to follow God or would he have just stopped? What happens when God stops giving us signs and says you already have what you need? You don't need any more signs. I've already told you what to do. I've already given you my voice. Yes, I've clarified it for you. 
but you still ask for a sign. That's my title. Why do you ask for a sign? Why do you ask for a sign? And it's funny, I, I went through the scriptures, and, and I, think Gideon, I, I think Gideon was honest. I really do. I think he was afraid, and I, I really do think he wanted confirmation that he was in the will of God. He wanted confirmation that he wanted to do. Now, I, I think he went a little overboard. I think he was a little too much. I think he, he, he probably just, you know, that first time, I think he would have gotten it. You know, I look at Abraham's life, and that's not the case. God's like, I need you to go. Abraham's like, all right, packing my bags, goodbye. And God doesn't speak to him for 20 years. Two different people. Are you an Abraham or a Gideon? Gideon? <laughs> oh, I like this interaction. I love it. Yes, sometimes I think we all feel ourselves like Gideon. We need more signs, God. We need more confirmation. We're not like Abraham where we just pack up and get our kids and put ourselves in a U-Haul and just drive not knowing where we're going to go. We want to know what the destination is, what kind of ticket I got to purchase. We got to know the address of the house and we got to make sure that we're in the right street and we got to make sure that the neighborhood is good and we have to make sure they have a good school system because we have kids and, right? But no, no, God just says go. So here we are. We find ourselves again. By the way, I love the sound of crying babies in church. That's a good sign. Folks, that's a good sign. That's a good sign. Matthew 16. Matthew 16. Now watch this. this is, so he's asking for signs. And I believe his motivations are right. I believe Gideon really does want to hear from God. I really do believe Gideon wants to be in the will of God. Now watch this. Now in Matthew 16, and here we see um, Jesus interacting, of course, with our favorite group of people, the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Now when the Pharisees and the Sadducees came to test Jesus, they asked him to show them a sign. From heaven. Oh, there it is again. Show us a sign, Jesus. He said, when the evening comes, you say it will be fair weather because the sky is red. And in the morning, it will be stormy today because the sky is red and darkening. You know how to judge correctly the appearance of the sky, but you can't evaluate the signs of the times. A wicked and adulterous generation asks for a sign, but no sign will be given to you except the sign of Jonah. Then he left them, and he went away. The Pharisees and the Sadducees also wanted a sign. However, their motivations were wrong. They wanted a sign for ill purpose. They wanted a sign to accuse him. They wanted a sign to prove how wrong he was. They wanted to know how right they were. They were not sincere in asking for a sign. They were asking for a sign expecting God to fail. Different motivation, different spirit, different intentions. Different intentions. And what happens when we pray to God, are we asking for a sign of his will, or are we asking a sign to prove him wrong? I just want you to fail God, so I can go do what I want. I know it's getting quiet. That's good. As we're listening. Oh, and then our signs become so elaborate and intricate and, and it's got to be a red Corvette and, and it has to have leather interior and it has to have a six CD changer, right? I know I got to update my, my language here for cars, but. And God doesn't do it. There you go. There's my sign. There you go. That's typical God. Once again, you failed me. 
going to go do what I want. Don't have to listen to you. Even though I heard you the first time, even though you gave me the sign the second time, but that third time it didn't appear. So that automatically means you're wrong. That means my intentions were wrong. That means I did not hear from God. It means I get my own way and I get to do what I want to do because we want signs. But my question to you this morning or this afternoon is why are we asking for a sign? Is it for sincere purposes? Is it to get clear direction from God or is it to prove him wrong? Is it to just say, there we go, I knew it, failed me again. All right, that gives me permission to do what I want. This message came to me three weeks ago. It's a heavy message. Signs don't meet our expectations. And we sometimes believe God fails us. It gives us permission to do what we want. Once he's failed our very specific and ridiculous sign, he finally fails to give us a sign. Because I've learned one thing about this God I serve. If you really want to serve him, it's not that hard. I'm in counseling, trying to do one-on-one counseling just to learn more about myself. And uh, also learn some cool tools. For the future, but uh, my counselor said, you know, Rosh, you, you have a very unique perspective. You, when you believe something, you believe something. And it is life and death for you to change it out of your mind. And it, it just, I was like, you know, it's funny when someone says something, it just, it just dawns on you. You're like, I guess I am that way. I didn't realize that. I, yeah, I, 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 when I believe something, I'm, I'm willing to go to the extremes because I'm an extreme person, just so you're aware. Um, but yes. When I believe something, I believe something. And the question is, when we hear from God and he's clear to us, do we take it to the bank? Do we trust him? Our motivation for asking for this sign, are we expecting God to somehow fail us so that way he gives us permission to do something else? Are, we, are, we, are our motivations wrong? Is it just to prove him wrong? Or are we sincerely asking because we really want to know what does he have for us? It's perspective. It's about our sincerity. It's about our spirit. I know when I go to God, I don't have a sincere spirit. And God's like, okay, you're here to accuse me. Go ahead, bro. I'm a big God. Just lay it out. Don't hide it. Just lay it out. Because I'm growing you. I got big plans for you. I got big things for you. I have spoken to you. I have confirmed it to you. God is with you. You can take it to the bank. And then we get from a different perspective. You know, I love, um, the more I read about Paul, the more I seem to like him. Um, It's just funny. Here's Paul. And one of the passages I love reading about Paul is in Philemon, um, verse 1. And here's Paul. From Paul, a prisoner of Christ, Jesus, and Timothy, our brother, to Philemon, our dear friend and collaborator. It's amazing. To a prisoner of Christ. I think that's, what a great, so he's in prison. He's in prison, he's writing this letter. And uh, we don't know if it was a Roman prison or it was house arrest. 
Um, but last time I checked Roman prisons, they were not nice. They were like in pits, whole and dark and, and hot and miserable and all kinds of fun torture. And so here he is. He's in prison. You know, a very wonderful place. It's like Disney. And so he's there. He's in, he's in prison. Verse 2, to Alphea, our sister, to Agrippus, our fellow soldier, to the church that meets you in your house. Grace and peace to you from our God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. I always thank my God as I remember you in my prayers. What a sweet message. Because I hear of your faith in the Lord Jesus, your love for all the saints, I pray that the faith you share with us may deepen your understanding of every blessing that belongs to you in Christ. I've had great joy and encouragement because of your love for hearts of saints who have refreshed through you, my dear brother and sisters. He's in prison. What kind of guy is this? I would not be writing a letter like this. But here he is. He's in prison. And he's encouraging. He's encouraging everyone else. He's like, I'm in this prison, nice, beautiful. And then as I look through the small hole past the torture and the New York rat, there's a little sun. <laughs> and it's so nice. I wanted you guys to know about that. And you're like, what? You lost your mind? When you get to a place, when you trust the voice of God, it doesn't matter where he takes you. You're just giving thanks. It's amazing. We live in a, a consumer culture where we got to get, 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 get. And, and, and sometimes we miss being grateful and gratitude. Thanksgiving is coming. This is a Thanksgiving message, by the way. I don't know if you knew that. But this is Thanksgiving is coming. It's my version of Thanksgiving message. But Thanksgiving is coming. And let's give thanks. Let us have gratitude and see the privileges God has given us. Let's see how great he is in our life. And let's just trust in him. So that when we go to him, we do have a pure spirit. And this is a process. Now, I'm not saying God's going to send all of us to prison. I don't know. But, I mean, I, I, I don't know what's going to happen in the future. But, but I think when we hear from God and we hear his voice and we trust in him, it doesn't matter. I'm here for your sake. Paul keeps saying that. By the way, I, if I die, I die. But here, I'm here for you guys. I don't mind dying. I know this guy who saw a third heaven. It's not me, but this other guy. Right, because Paul's being indirect here. I, I, this other guy who knows the third heaven, right? Yeah, I, I, think, I think he saw God's glory. And here he is. He's just saying, I'm here for your sake. I don't need any more signs. I have the voice of God. You know, it's funny. I, um, we have the spirit of God inside of us. All of us do. And if you don't, you can it's free. You don't have to go and purchase it. It's not stuck on a container ship. You can get it today. It's in stock. It's not an empty shelf. You, you can get it anytime you want. You can get the Spirit of God. And trust me, it is the greatest gift you'll ever get. They want the Spirit of God. And, and here's the thing. We, we like to, we like, again, we like hierarchy. So we just say, oh, there's a greater anointing. And, and then, you know, five degrees of anointing. And no, 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 no. Once you have the Spirit of God, that's your qualification. 
then you can just move into whatever God has in store for you. Once you got the Spirit of God, God just starts directing you, and you just start listening to that Spirit. You just start listening to that voice. You don't need to see any more signs. You just know God is with you, and you just listen to his voice. Amen. If the music could come. It took me a year and a half to get the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit, however you want to say it. A year and a half. And I learned something. You know, of course, you know, I'm now reflecting, and now that I'm in counseling, I reflect a lot. But um, reflecting about praying for the Holy Ghost. And uh, I, 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 the reason I didn't get the Holy Ghost right away is, you know, I, I didn't want to look like a crybaby in front of my brother. I know, I know, real good motivations here. Because, you know, he's my baby brother. He's not that much of a baby. He's taller than me now, and he's massive. But, you know, there's this older brother thing, you know, like I just, I didn't want to look like, I didn't have it together or something. When I get to a place where it didn't matter. And it's amazing when you get to that place. It's like nothing, not even hell can stop you. That's what I'm asking. Are we at that place where nothing can stop us? Because if you want this, you can have it. Do you want this, God? Jesus, God, you're so faithful. You're so faithful, Jesus. God, strengthen my faith, Lord. Forgive me, I keep asking for signs. Even though I heard you clearly months ago, I still find myself. Are you with me? Are you really with me? You've already heard. Go forth. God, if, if there's somebody here who needs to pray, God, for your spirit, I pray right now, God, that you would take away the walls. And Lord, let him pray for your spirit. It's the greatest gift. And God, if, if they want, they can be baptized. And you know what? They can take your name on and join your family. They could get the mark, Lord, and get recognized, Jesus. I pray, Lord, that you've been speaking to us, Jesus. You've been talking to us, Lord. I pray, Lord, let us act on that faith. And let us move forward, Lord, in what you have promised. God, you... You saw something more in Gideon. Somehow he ended up in the halls of faith in Hebrews, Lord. I have no idea how he did, but somehow he is in there, God. And, and because you saw something great in Gideon, Jesus, you saw he was a great warrior. You had big plans for him, Jesus. And just like you have big plans for us, Lord, you have big dreams for us, Jesus. Help us, Lord God, to put aside, Jesus, our doubt and our fear, God. And let us embrace, Jesus, what you have for us. Let us move forward, Lord God, to what you have promised us. In Jesus' name, Jesus' name, Jesus' name, Jesus' name. Yes, Jesus, get me to a point where, God, I don't need to have signs, but I can just trust in your voice. Make me like Abraham, God. I can just go and just let the Spirit guide me. Help me, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah.
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. These altars are open. If you feel comfortable, you can come and pray in these altars. If you feel comfortable, you can pray in your chair. Let's just get a hold of God this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. How many more signs do I need, Jesus, before I commit to you? How many more signs do I need, Lord God, before I move forward? How many more signs do I need, Jesus, before I'm willing to commit, God, to what you want me to do? How many more signs, Lord? Is there a magic number? Is it eight signs? Is it ten signs? What if it was just one? Hallelujah, hallelujah. What if it was just one, Jesus? What if it was just one sign? Ah, la, 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 la. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Ah, la, 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 I trust, God, you have good intentions for me, God. You're not trying to hurt me. You're not, Lord God, trying to tear me apart. You want, God, me to grow. You want my God, Jesus. You have great things for me, Jesus. And at times it feels painful, Lord, but I'm just going to trust and just walk, God. Even when I don't feel good, Jesus, I know you're with me. And I know this journey, God, there are times where I don't feel good but it's still part of the journey, Jesus. It's still part of the walk, God, that you have called me. I trust in your voice, Jesus. I'm committed to you, God. I'm committed to you, Jesus. Check my spirit, Jesus. Do I have a wrong spirit, Lord God? Do I harbor anger towards you, Jesus? Am I upset about something, Jesus, and I haven't brought it to you, Lord? Am I upset about something, God, and somewhere, Jesus? God, help me to have a pure heart, Jesus. Let me have a pure motivation, Lord God. Let me not look, God, to God to accuse you, Jesus. Let me not identify with the Pharisees and the Sadducees, Jesus, but I pray, Lord, that I'm just like Gideon, God. I'm like Abraham, Jesus. I truly want to hear your voice. I truly want to go where you want me to go, Jesus. Forgive me, Jesus. Forgive me, God, if I've taken out my anger on you, Lord. You're a big God. Forgive me, Jesus. Yes, Jesus, yes, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You're such a good God. You're such a good God. Oh, you're a 
good God. You're a good God, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Create a new heart in me, Jesus. God, let me have the right spirit, Jesus. You've been so good to me, God. You've been so faithful to me, Jesus. You're communicating to us, God, in your spirit, Jesus. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Oh, I trust in you, Jesus. I bring my doubt to you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, precious Jesus, precious Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. La 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 Jesus, you know my heart, God. Who am I to fool myself, Jesus? Hallelujah. I trust in you, Jesus. I trust in your signs, Jesus. I trust in your voice, Lord God. Let me get to a place, Lord, where I just go. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Precious Jesus. Precious Jesus. Oh, you're talking in the quiet, Jesus. You're ministering here in the quiet, Lord. You're touching God, our brothers and sisters, right now, Jesus. Lord, you know what they're going you know what they're going through, Jesus. I pray that you touch every one of them, Lord. I don't know who I was praying for this morning, Lord, but they know who they are, Jesus. I pray that you touch them, God. I pray that you be with them, Jesus. Thank you, God. So grateful, God, that you're in my life. So grateful, Jesus, I can go to you. So grateful, Lord God, you're always here. I don't have to call you. I don't have to be on hold. I don't have to get a hold of an operator, Jesus, but you're just immediately here, immediately at the touch, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
there are services that the sermon, the message, its intention is to move us to action. And by the way, your worship is so important because it sets the atmosphere for it. But today, and this definitely applies to my wife and I, but I, I have a sneaky suspicion it's not just us. This message is to actually move us to stop acting. It's a message that calls us to accept. To take a deep breath and go, okay, I heard you. <laughs> and not just heard you this morning, but you know how we argue with God. I just recently purchased a new book in my, in my library that I haven't had a chance to read it. I mean, I just got it this week that deals with the basic premise of that the God of the Old Testament, and I, I think it's true of the New Testament as well, that God likes humans who argue with him. There's a few examples that, that kind of bear this out. Abraham is one where he, you know, he brokers with God. Well, God, are you going to destroy the city if there's 50 good people in it? Well, okay, if there's 50, Abraham, I won't. Well, well God, what about, what about 40? Well, God, what about 10? And so on. So God argues. But the premise of the book is, is that actually Abraham didn't always argue with God. That when he took his son to Mount Moriah, he should have argued with God. And it actually displeased God. Now, I don't know the premise of that, but the counterpoint that this author makes is an interesting one, which is Job. And Job goes on ad nauseum. I mean, it's a massive book, folks, okay? Goes on ad nauseum arguing with God about his scenario. And God engages him and argues right back at him. But we, and I've said this in different ways, but let me point you to it, that we many times pick that up and go, see, you know, God smacked Job around. Oh, boy, I don't ever want God to smack me around. Because God does. God just smacks him silly. But if you've ever read the entire book, let me remind you, at the very end, God speaks to the friends. And he says, oh, by the way, now, this is after God has told you, where, where were you when I did this, this, and this? And who are you to ask me this, this, and this? And how dare you do this, this, and this? Then he turns to the friends and he says, oh, by the way, Job was right. Job was right? And furthermore, you all were wrong. And I'm not listening to you unless Job praise for you it's really uh, Rashi's got to help me it's so Middle Eastern I'm I'm lost okay it's so backwards but God's a little Middle Eastern if you haven't noticed I mean that's Fertile Crescent you know Garden of Eden for some reason God's a little Middle Eastern here okay 
Brother Owen and, and Arash are the only two that can help me out here, okay? It, 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 it's kind of a weird way of looking at things, at least from my vantage point. God likes to argue with you. So t- today was not telling you it's wrong that you've been arguing with God. But for me, I just heard God going, how many more, Steve? <laughs> how many more you need? How many more times you can ask me? And so today, the reason that I think we feel what we feel here, because God's in our midst right now. He was beautifully in our worship service. We start out with a goofy thing that we weren't sure how it was going to work, and God was with us there, and it was with us through the whole service. God's just been beautifully present. If you haven't felt God this morning, I, I don't know what to tell you, okay? But what are you feeling right now? I just think we are feeling a quiet And I hope that in your spirit, you're doing your best to respond to it. Take a deep breath and say, okay. I accept your word. Whatever that means for you. Maybe somebody here has been wondering, can I even receive the Holy Spirit? You can. Exactly. So then God's saying, I'll walk with you in it. Some of you may be struggling with some aspect of what I'm struggling with. God, you're, you're unleashing plans that I didn't have plans for. What are you doing? And did we really hear from you? Some of you may be arguing with God because you're scared to argue with me. Did Steve really hear from you? Or is this a midlife crisis? Let's, let's call it out, okay? I, pa- I still pastor here. I still, I still know my sheep. Trust me. <laughs> More often than you realize, I'm saying to God, God, this is crazy. You are nuts. Did I, did I really hear from you? Are you really doing this? What's in this atmosphere right here from my years of walking with God is it just a very quiet answer to your question and to mine. Yes, I've been speaking. Do you really need another sign? Or are you willing to accept? So what that means is, is for those of you that are wondering, where are we supposed to go with this service? Acceptance is a stopping. It's not a starting. It's stopping all the questioning. It's stopping all the fighting. It's stopping all the, the stuff that even God likes. God likes you to argue with him. So I'm not here. I don't think Arash's message was a message of correction to us. I just think God has come at this point and just said, you've heard from me, except. At least that's what I heard. And so I'm going to go in peace. Do you feel the quiet? 
You feel the calm? Nothing changed. COVID's still out there. Some point I'm still leaving. You got choices to make. Maybe you're facing something in your family. Maybe you're still afraid of receiving the Holy Ghost. Maybe you're still burdened. Nothing's changed, and yet there's a, there's a peace here. I'm not making it up. There's a peace that passeth all understanding that keeps our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. So could we, as we close here, could we just, maybe you slip a hand, maybe you bow head, but I just want, I want us to acknowledge to God this peace and thank him for giving us a peace that passeth all understanding. Could you do that with me? Just accept. It's, 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 it's more of stopping all of the other and just saying, Lord, I accept. I accept your peace. I don't have all the answers, but I accept your peace. I don't know where all this is going, Lord, but I accept your peace. God, I don't know how I'm going to receive the Holy Ghost, but Lord, I accept that you have it for me. Jesus, I don't know what's in the future, but I accept your peace because you've given your peace to us, not as the world gives. Let not our hearts be troubled, neither let us be afraid. Thank you for a beautiful day here today. Thank you for amazing presence of God and our worship of you. Thank you for that. Thank you for timely word. Thank you for peace. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Would you let him know that you love him right now? I love you, Jesus. With all of my heart, my mind, my soul, and my strength, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God.